you found Rebirth, a podcast to inspire. Hi, I'm Kate, the creator and guide here. I lead you through stories of intuitive courage and empowered living. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we can expand and contract, how these times are moving us to choose one or the other or a confluence of both, and how dancing at a wedding in a barn reminded me that the answer can can be simpler than we think. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay connected at katebreton.com. And if you like inspiration right to your inbox, go check me out on Substack, katebreton.com on Substack. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's a chilly day here where I am on the East Coast. And it's always sort of a shock when we get into that. Um, there's like this dance that happens in fall, which is really beautiful. Um, the gold and the red, and then you get to wear clothes that you haven't worn. And then there's like this moment where it's more winter and less that allure of fall. And I find it's, um, it's like that energy, that winter energy of um, coming inward starts to really show her force like you will slow down you can you can ignore me but i'm but there's an exertion there's an exertion that um is asking you to to quiet a bit and um i'm definitely a warmer weather person and so this when this winter tonality turns i i really do if you want to cross metaphors, pull into my Cancerian shell, you know, really layered, um, really turned towards kind of getting harder to leave the house. And, um, but that's intentional, right? That's intentional. There's moments for external, there's moments for internal. On the flip side of that, we don't want to be too internal though, right? And we want to be honoring the cadence. Um, but to as many, um, embodied wisdom practices or health practices will tell you we need to balance our constitution so meaning if you're someone that's always on the go which i would i would stereotype myself as someone who is more into the movement then i I need to this time of slowdown is a really great invitation for me to slow down and if you're someone that's always on the slowdown, then you you know you want to have you want to be also exerting a little bit, right? So it's not about what you should or should not do; it's about maintaining a balance, um, which is what so fascinating to be in seasons and cycles, because there's times that the environment is supportive of different behaviors, and I think that's more what I'm coming to you with is um, alignment natural alignment and dropping the suppression of natural alignment it's really coming up for me about um well there's been a couple instances so uh if you've been listening for a while some of the some of the um the script notes on me is i do healing work um i am a writer have been a writer I'm now working on the second iteration of the rebirth book that shall be coming out in 2022. And if my publisher is listening, thanks for your patience. Um, and that kind of fits in as well, actually, why the book is taking longer than expected. 
Um, okay, so there's that. And then I'm a single mom. So there's, there's different things. There's, a, there's different pots that I attend to. The creative life, which is a way for me to understand the world, right? Writing for me is a way to understand my experiences. And healing work wasn't really something that I had on my list or even in my purview. Um, I understood myself as a teacher. I'm a really great educator. I love teaching. Um, healing work came as an answer to a call um, from inside of myself. And when it arrived, um, it wasn't really my preferred answer. Um, but much like winter makes her presence known, um, that destiny and that responsibility um, made it revealed itself. And I um, gratefully followed, um, definitely with some stubbornness, um, such as my personality. So in that idea of cycles, right, so of knowing my personality cycles, how am I receptive to when the new arises, which I'm not, it's interesting. I love adventure, right? So that's why we can't just read a horoscope and call it personal investigation. Like I love the new adventure of things. However, I'm, I have this, um, sometimes this simultaneous response where something that I know is in alignment I can resonate with it, but then the part of me that needs safety and security can almost hide from it. So I'm simultaneously, like I would say with big things in my life, I simultaneously can have a polarized response. And um, this, that's why discipline and having a practice of knowing yourself is really helpful. So I can read the signs of, um, is this a no? Um, is this opportunity that's coming to me? Am I responding no because of, um, oh, you know this, I've talked about this before on the, on the podcast. Uh, in playing big, she talks about Tara more talks about the two responses. Is it a fear of um, the small self? She has a different name for it um, that you're, you're afraid. Um, so the, the small self is going, no, no, I can't say no because I'm going to be annihilated and I'm going to be a bigger version of myself. Or is the no really like, no, this isn't my jam. So there's different no's, right? There's different reasons for no's and there's different ways that we say no which I talk about and step into the spiral. Pretty pretty profound to figure out where your no's are coming from. They can really help you um, discern yourself, which is something, you know, even in my um, 40s, I'm, I'm learning more and more how to discern myself, my own voice. Okay, so back into the first inception of um, lifting lifting the pressures that are, are pushing me away from natural alignment I'm finding that in two instances, one, because of the collective experience we're having right now of what, whatever you want to call this. If you're listening to this podcast, we, we all know something is afoot that no one's really naming. Um, there is um, a, a pushing towards a digitized life like we never would have imagined two years ago. Um, there's so many places to make sure that we have um, discernment for what we want and how we want to be humans being, I'm, I'm leaning more and more and more heavily on the natural world um, to maintain my connection to myself and, um, and, and why I'm here. Um, but I recently, my son recently, um, this year of his life, was able to start spending more time in a, um, a collective where he can have play dates, you know, and, and kind of have... And, you know, a little person experience. I don't know if I'd really call it school yet, um, but it's 
more that um, as a single child, he needed to be around other little people figuring out life. And what that left me was free time. And I was sitting in a coffee shop. Listen, when I first dropped for the mothers that are listening, of course, when I first dropped him off, there was a surgence of my heart that, oh, this little person's going off into their life. And they had, you know, a little bit of an emotional response to that in the moment. But in totality, I'm super grateful he's spending his time with little people. So when I explained the next emotional reaction I was having, it wasn't because I thought he should be with me. I definitely am glad he was in school. But when I had this free time, I was sitting inside of myself, well, sitting inside a coffee shop, and um, I realized I didn't know what to do. And I was having, I was so looking forward to this free time to be developing new programs and working with clients in a different way and expanding services. And then I realized that I didn't, as somebody who helps people be more embodied, I was having a moment of I was not fully embodied because I was so used to, you know, I'd spent so much time only being responsible for myself and my pooch, right? My dog, Aho Nui, who was, who we talked about a couple episodes ago, that to have this transition as a later in life mother to be responsible for another human, especially as a primary caretaker. Um, so much of my world was attended attentive to this other person. Not a good or bad thing, just what was right. That when he was physically not present, my brain had not caught up to, to life different So even though I was sitting in a coffee shop, I was like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, I literally have to relieve my patterning that there isn't something else I'm supposed to be doing, that I've been living life so long this way. So like that, that even though the present moment, I'm not um, needing to watch out for a four-year-old, my body was still on high alert. And that's so insightful. And I see that so much when I work with clients, especially when they're on the table of why we're so often told to like be still and be in the present moment, because we could actually be living in several pasts and not be accessing the fruition of the present. And that can really make discernment difficult because, you know, we can be saying, no, it's like this. And we are pumping a narrative through our cortex, our, new, our, our brain waves that will just continue to pump and not pause and open up to the peripheral and fully encompass the present moment. There's been so much change, um, so much chaos, so much uncertainty that pausing to open to the peripheral of the present moment is becoming mandatory to have to have discernment um i am not an astrologer but if you're listening to this the week that it is um posted we have an eclipse coming up on Friday and eclipse energy is shocking, you know, and our nervous systems are, are, oh, I'll just say myself, my nervous system is like, how much more newness can I take? And if I don't keep making space, it'll be difficult, right? And let's talk about making space. Uh, I, 
I am becoming more and more aware that the way that I want to make space is, is through joy, laughter, live music, living. Deeply, messily, lusciously living. I hadn't realized, perhaps for several reasons and several different strains of life, you know, being a mother of a toddler during the past two years of life, there's been constraints. And that was understandable. But I feel that maybe I have let the pulse of a narrative hold me constrained when actually it's time to start creating. It's time to start enjoying and dancing, moving our bodies, moving with friends, coming back and pulling out into um, the heartbeat of life. And for some of us, I know myself, um, to come to that, I've needed to offload and, and get rid of some of the grief in my body, move things in my mind, and um, get into nature and into natural cycles and allow the upwelling to happen. So space. So there's more space and there's more space. That, that is what I'm offering to you this week. I, I wrote for, um, so um, if you go to katebreton.substack.com, that's where I'm writing. The way that works is I, I post bigger articles on Monday and smaller inspirations on Wednesday. So it's, um, it's just a, a cool space to write. So go over there and subscribe. And I, on Wednesday, when this releases, I, I sent out our, um, our writing prompt for November. And I used the words of Anne Lamont. And she's like, you know, listen, <laughs> listen, the people pleasing, the, the shrinking is not going to work anymore. And I ask you, how much more can you squeeze away from life? You know, like we've been asked to curtail a lot of uh, our joy and our natural alignments. And I feel that now as we turn towards winter on the East Coast and we ready ourselves um, to the depths of this um, invitation of creation, you know, we're preparing and turning towards solstice and we're having a lot of um, big energies moving us through. We can feel them. We can, you can feel them. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you can feel them. And so it's about seeding these intentions and holding that seed. Um, holding that seed uh, protectively, courageously, and faithfully um, to be one of the ones that is creating this new life. And so the shrinking and the people-pleasing, you know, you can serve so many more people and help so many more people when you're in your own fullness, when you are interacting with life and others and smiling and dancing. So send me your favorite songs. Let's make a new playlist. Let's get moving. Let's start dancing with life again. Thanks for listening. I'll see you over at uh, Kate Breton Substack. Leave a comment there. I don't know. Let's just start supporting each other 
and, and bringing in the pulse of the new that I undeniably know is, is knocking at your heart. Thank you so much for listening to Rebirth. If you listen to this podcast and you thought, yeah, Kate, this is great. What am I supposed to do? Go to katebretton.com, click on work with Kate, sign up for Refresh. It's a three session, one-on-one wisdom coaching with me. Let's move those things through and get you ready to be one of the ones that's blooming in 2022.